Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! Just, just do a little test record. Levels. Sexual intercourse. Sexual intercourse. You might want to bring my levels up a little bit. No, your levels are good. Are and they? You, and you maybe should be, Maybe you it's my headphones that need to be brought up or something. <sighs> Uh, can you not hear yourself at all? I can hear myself. It just doesn't sound as, as good as I'm, you I, sound. I can see your waveform. Tuck it <laughs> back in. <laughs> oh, there's lots of sex jokes. Okay, cool. Sexual, sexual intercourse. Do you want to do it? Should I do it? Do you want to do it? How about we both do it? Okay. It's our season two intro, right? Should we call it season two? I'd like to call it season two. I think it'd be kind season of Season two? Yeah, season yeah, two, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah! Oh we, my god! Guess who's back? We are back. It's you and me. Yeah, it's our podcast. So it's, it's, it's no just, real. It's really, yeah, it's just, if you couldn't it's, guess who it was, then <laughs> you probably you, you might be looking for somebody else. Welcome um, back. Welcome to Canadian politics is boring season two. <clears throat> it's something it, in my throat. Jesse nearly choked on season two. That's how good. It is. <laughs> um, we had a short break and we're really happy to be back and it was nice to have a rest and we were just burnt out from what fuck heck and we needed oh a rest. Oh my god, it was so it was so much fun. And um I What I, did you do during your break, Reese? I what didn't I do? Uh I'm hoping you didn't kill a man. Uh I didn't kill a man, I killed several. <laughs> oh. You know. Okay. Well but, that's um, yeah, I mean that's just that's what happens when you drive for the that's course. That's what happens when you drive with your eyes closed. 
I don't. Don't drive with your eyes closed. This is a public safety announcement. Only drive a vehicle with open eyes. But do blink so they don't drive it. <laughs> this has been a message from the Canadian Board of Safe Driving. I hope everyone had a wonderful New Year's. Did you notice what happened uh, when, when we stopped? What, the uh, the world's largest democracy nearly fell apart? Yeah. I I, I think that's a, it's, yeah. it's not a coincidence. We stopped podcasting. Yeah, it just just proves how important our show is to the fabric of society. So we won't stop. We won't ever stop. Otherwise, who knows what could happen? Right. Um, so just twenty four hour again. day nonstop podcasting. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> that's our new format. Anyway, uh, is this small talk? Have we done enough small talk? We did, we did I, get before a, we be, what was it? You were I, saying we did get a, a review saying that we talk too much and there's too much banter and not enough facts, but. <laughs> Um, this is from someone who clearly comes to podcasts for their historical for research. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, that's yeah, for skill. not to the library or any of the, like, you know, just the, you know, just to our, our particular comedy podcast, best place for information. It is. I find that <laughs> if you have a tenuous grasp on reality, then we're probably the, the best form of education for you. But uh, if you appreciate the truth and well-researched uh, arguments, then uh, yeah, you're going to be disappointed by us. Before we begin, before I ask you, what you've got for me today, Reese? Uh, I'd like to do a little shout out. No, no. Okay, never mind. What do you got for us today? I'm What's joking. <laughs> shout away. I've got a buddy of mine who uh, was helping me when I was first getting into podcasting a couple years ago. Uh, his name is Patrick, and he has a podcast called We Live on a Planet, and he's been talking about our podcast on his podcast uh, throughout Wafakak, and it was really nice to hear, and just completely on his own. Um, and with his wife. <clears throat> no, I mean, just like on, on, uh, what's the word? Unprodded? I didn't prod him. I didn't poke him to do it. He wasn't coerced. That's, or that's probably the word. Him. Yeah. He didn't yeah, exactly. friends. Anyway, he's, he's, he's got this sort of, uh, low, sort of CBC esque narrator voice. It's very calming. He defines a show as a, oh my God, I know this. It's a, if you ever listen to your friend's show, it's like just, a, a personal journal with a variety show flair. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. So check it out. It's called We Live on a Planet. Um, and you should maybe write that down because we're about to do a show and you're totally going to forget to go. But just just do it. You should have done it at the end. Should have done it at the end. I should have done this yeah. at the end. Yeah. The, sorry, Jesse's friend, Patrick, that he wasted your plug at the start. <laughs> um, we would do it at the end, but there's no time. Um, I actually, I need, I need to do a shout. You know, you know when you, you you go to school with people and then you all stop going to school because they won't let you back in because they go, Reese, you're too old. You need to get a job now. Um, and then you go off. Be. Yeah, that's true. And then you, know, you all go on your adventures slash um, <clears throat> hatred of life. Hatred of life. Yeah. I I didn't realize, but um, I caught up with a friend who I hadn't spoken to for ages since I moved to Canada, and. Uh, Someone I was in school, I was going to say a boy I was in school with, but he's, he's you know, he's 36 like right, me. Yes. <laughs> a former boy, <laughs> no fully grown man, uh, called Garen Price, is he won the world's dart, the world's darts championship. He's Holy never, shit. So I was in school with him. I, vague, I kind of remember him. I remember a few conversations. He was a nice person and we, he, he was terrifying on the rugby pitch. He was very physical. Uh, to play against, and he was a professional rugby player as well. But he's currently the world champion in darts. And so, like, I, that blew just my mind. <laughs> goes to show that, like, if you, like, you can accomplish something by going to the bar every single day at the pub. Like, you it's can, just, you can. But yeah. also, he doesn't. Your typical darts player usually doesn't have a, an, an athlete's physique, if you know what I mean. No, because they spend a lot of time in pubs, right, um, and bars. But he, uh, he's ripped. 
Um, wow. If, if you if you Google <coughs> Gerwin Price, or Gezi, as we used to call him in school, um, he, he doesn't look like your typical... Yeah, but anyway, he won. So I want, so, to, I want to say congr- he probably doesn't listen to this. Number one, he doesn't live in Canada. Bastard. Number two, I don't think he's into politics. Um, he's really good at darts. He probably focuses wow. on that. So um, what's his name? Gezi? Gerwin Price. Gerwin? Where did I get Gezi from? I said we used to call him Gezi. Oh, there it is. I, I was listening. Well, that's his nickname. Yeah. That's, okay. It's people I was in school with. I only know their nickname. I don't know their full name. So of- for those of our listeners who are furiously scribbling on paper with crayons, everything we're saying, Google, uh, what's his name? Gerald Price? Gerwin Price. Gerwin Price. And then yeah. check out We Live on a Planet. And... and <laughs> But so that we can, but let's get on with yeah, the show now. Exactly. So that we, oh, and also, <laughs> oh, there's more. Okay. Hollywood star Matthew McConaughey was tweeted about him saying, Well done, Gerwin. He's not fucking tweeting about us now, is he? No, he's not. He's not. No. no yeah, so uh, thanks. Thanks, McConaughey. Anyway, uh, we did. I'll, I'll, should we start this episode? I think we should. While we were off the air, there was a major political event south of the border. And I had friends and family texting me going, Your neighbors are crazy. Um, <laughs> Which they think is hilarious. Um, but um, uh, this episode is called The Trumpy Canadians at Capitol Hill. Um, basically, what, there were what Canadians? Shot, well, that's what really shot me. Look at this. There was uh, outside Capitol Hill when, when those events happened yeah. on January the 6th. Uh, people were flying flags. They took down the American flag and put it a Trump flag or this kind of stuff. Look, look what I found. You found you, a Canadian I didn't, flag. I didn't find it. I found someone who found it on Twitter and then posted it. And wow. then I found what they find in. Why is someone so, putting up a Canadian flag? So there were Canadians in the crowd. At the cap- at Capitol Hill. At Capitol Hill when it happened. So, And this is because... Like, to the, recap, in case someone from the future is listening to this. This is January the 17th, and we're roughly... We're, and what just I, happened, Reese? On January the 6th, uh, Trump's, Trump gave a nasty speech and then said, march up the road, and they all marched up the road, and uh, it, people died. It was pretty sad. It was pretty sad, but they broke into the Capitol building and took I selfies. Think if, I, I don't think we need to explain this. I think no, we're, 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 I, I, yeah. I'd like to think that most people would be aware of it, unless, unless they spent the last month in a cave. Which has uh, happened. Uh, I knew someone who did that once for a month. Uh, which was had some kind of lead sediment that blocked all Wi-Fi signals <laughs> and 4G and 5G. Um, and also maybe had ear protectors on one of those eye masks they give you on flights. <laughs> Um, we're just in a a, a sensory deprivation tank for, yeah. tank for a, a month. And, and they licked the cave walls for moisture to survive. Then maybe they wouldn't have. But I don't think that's our average listener. Um, so, so I mean... Please tell me there's more to this story. So there is just more to this. No, I saw some flags. <laughs> more to this. I was like, how much so, do I have to kind of... <laughs> I saw a flag. Um, so, I mean, the thing is, the Proud Boys was founded by a Canadian. Mm. Um, and the the Wait, kind of is that true? I didn't. That is true. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and the um, the the kind of that kind of North American fascism is doesn't really the border doesn't really matter. A lot of the as we've touched on before with you know Justin Trudeau eating babies, that kind of opinion is held both right. sides of the border. Um, and and roughly fifteen percent of Canadians are uh, very supportive of Trump. Wow, and would vote for him, um, which is millions of people. You know, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Um, so I thought with this episode, we just look at s- some of the Canadians who actually went, who broke the quarantine rules, uh, and went to Canada, uh, went from Canada to to Washington D.C. to be part of the protest and what they y- did. You're going to name them and where they live, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, the last thing I'm I'm, I'm going to I've been I've been trying to pull from reputable news sources that probably would have had their stories checked, and I'm not going to mention names because. Um, I don't want to 
do things like that? <laughs> this is a comedy show. Right. Yeah. This isn't journalism. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just a yeah, warning. This is a star reviewer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Whatever your name is. Uh, so... Uh, there's a uh, there's a group called Global Frontline Nurses, and uh, basically there was a, a story that I found where uh, two uh, anti-lockdown activists who work as nurses in Canada had traveled down to Washington on January the sixth. These are nurses. They're nurses that are against lockdown. They, yeah, they're, they're again they're anti-lockdown protesters, part of the Global Frontline Nurses. How does can we just take a moment just to really bathe in the irony? Of that, these guys are working to prevent and treat COVID nineteen on a daily basis, and they are against the one thing that has proven to be effective in preventing COVID nineteen spread. Yeah. Okay. I think yep. that I think they probably. I don't think they were at the top of the nurse class in nurse school. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's what you call it. But. <laughs> Nurse um, class at nurse school. They that's, through. that's correct. No, you they got it right the first time. Nurse class <laughs> at nurse school. And they, so they, they they went across the border for the rally, and uh, they 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 described it as uh, the media was being manipulative, and it was actually very peaceful. Um, which is obviously <coughs> except not true for the five people who died. Except for the five people who died, it was pretty right. peaceful. It was pretty peaceful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the end of World War Two, apart from the two nuclear bombs. <laughs> Ended, wrapped up pretty peacefully. <laughs> Slightly blown out of proportion, but you know what I mean? It's Too an soon. analogy. Too soon. <laughs> Too <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then and, and then there was a, uh, uh, a CBC journalist called Charles, Charles Resnell on Twitter posted saying, hey, know of any Canadians who partook in the storming of the Capitol in Washington? And he posted this on January the 8th, uh, which is two days later. And lots of people were saying they saw people in the crowd in all, all the videos and the social media that was created. But what actually happened was um, there was a lot of uh, false identifications and people like saying, you need to delete these comments because that's not me. It's <coughs> someone who looks like me. You know, the guy carrying the um, the uh, Confederate flag, somebody tried claimed he was a, a right wing Canadian, whereas actually it wasn't true. So there was a, there was a it was very kind of uh, there was a lot of misinformation and social media is really fun. Fun, fun, fun. Never it is not fun. fun. It Super is fun. fun. Yeah. It is. Um, it is immensely fun. Um, and but the one thing we did, one person we did find is this. Um, do you know what? Because there is a uh, a right wing news organization in Canada, and uh, called Rebel News, and one of their reporters, whose name I'm not going to say because I don't want to promote it. Good. Although I did can see we, the name, can we give the them news, a nickname? Forget the name of the news agency, news agency, it just or news channel. Um, <laughs> what's what's his nickname that you're going to give him? Uh, Betsy. Betsy. So Betsy, he's a he's a journalist from Alberta. Okay. Um, and he has a podcast too. I don't probably doesn't listen to ours. Blah blah blah. But anyway, he actually traveled across to DC against all rules to go and report on this. Um, and he was posting. He was right outside Capitol Hill. He'd been involved in kind of just in the crowd and interviewing people mainly. And some people claimed he'd been inside, but there's very, I have to say that there is no evidence he's been inside. There was a lot of accusations flying around, but he was there right as all that crowd was out on the front steps and everything. 
But then he got stranded. They wouldn't let him. <laughs> they wouldn't let him back in the country. So January the eighth. Hold on. They wouldn't let him back into his own country. So yeah, on, on January the eighth, he tweeted, "I'm currently being held at the Canadian-U.S. border while Trudeau's agents determine if news media is an essential service or not." They oh, su- because they suspected he was part of the capital storming. Well, okay, right. They say <laughs> that I was near an insurrection where most people weren't wearing masks, so I have to quarantine. This is wrong. And they actually started a GoFundMe kind of thing to help him raise money to get home. Essentially, he wasn't supposed to cross the border anyway, according to the guidelines. So, and also, nobody was wearing masks at the Capitol Hill. That's one of the. They right, were wearing yeah, horns and uh, yeah, that I kind saw of stuff. that. Yeah, and, and, and lots of guns, and guns things. and tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, virus protecting tattoos. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so the uh, I, I kind of found that there were you know there were a few different stories and things, but they actually one of the biggest influences I found on the Capitol Hill incident was actually positive. So what? Yeah, yeah. So Canadians. Um, Canadian influence was positive. Cana- a positive Canadian influence. So Canadian. They're just handing out Timbits and no, saying sorry. No, no, actually, a so. <laughs> Um, there's an organization called the Canadian Anti-Hate Network that was then involved in helping to identify the people who were there. And, oh, that's cool. And also, um, and this is a so f- that they could later be lynched. So they could later be lynched. Actually, yeah. there's a, a user on Reddit called Adam Lynch, um, who is not a real name. It's kind of a, an online pseudonym who is Canadian. Um, I think the person is Canadian as well as the pseudonym. Okay, um, that's important. And he he, there's a data hoarder community on Reddit, and they captured uh, 600 gigabytes of content related to the uh, to the event before it could get deleted or taken down. Jesus, from all the live streaming, and handed it over to uh, authorities to help them identify. Wow, who's involved? So Canada was there was someone with a flag there. There was a a reporter there who wasn't supposed to be there. There were some nurses there. <laughs> Bizarrely. <laughs> and then also can, some Canadians helped to try and, you know, preserve all of the digital evidence that existed before it could be uh, removed. That's amazing. Can we go back to the nurses for a second? Do we they go have, back to the nurses. Can, do they have any more to their story I'd like to hear? No, they were just, they, they were just found, the Washington Post reported that they were just some, they traveled down from Canada for the event as if nothing was going on in the world. <laughs> also for the event, makes it sound like... Like a well, they, concert? No, they traveled down. They traveled down for the like, for the speeches and everything that was going on. They didn't. The this that, that obviously that kind of insurrection thing happened because of that event. I'm not uh, okay. I also, see what kind right. of was an event? I don't mean like. <laughs> but, they weren't selling tickets for no, it. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he, like, uh, what is it? Uh, we're two days till Biden's inauguration. Is it really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Biden's been inaugurated. Tonight is Sunday evening, and Biden has been inaugurated on uh, Wednesday. So uh, Trump is obviously um, on his way out, I guess. He's packing up his stuff. He's got a U-Haul. Um, he's going to head on down to Florida for retirement, hopefully. As he's driving down the road, the yeah. theme song, The Littlest Hobo, will start playing just, just everywhere. Um you, yeah. Oh wait, that's a Canadian show. Are you, no, actually, that was originally a British show that became a Canadian show. Are you familiar? I'm aware of it, but I've never watched it. No, do you no. know the theme song? <laughs> Is that it? Yep. Keep Take, going. You got it. Uh, Come on. He's homeless and a child, and he's fallen through the cracks of a broken system. It's a Is dog, it? for one. Okay. <laughs> Still. 
Uh, that was great. That was great. That was, um, there you go. Just brought me back to my childhood. <laughs> well, you've done it. You've reached the middle of the episode. Don't worry, there's more to come, but first we have an important message. Now, some people choose to rip out their earbuds, shove their fingers deep inside their ear canals, and start screaming as loudly as they can. You could do that, or you could just listen to what we have to tell you again, and, you know, that works too. There's a guy on Twitter who I follow who talks, who um, does courses on economics and finances and running business and whatnot. And I found out that uh, he uh, he voted for Trump. He's an American, which was really quite surprising um, to find that out because, you know, uh, and then just recently after the storming of the Capitol, he kind of retracted somewhat. He's like, you know, I, I think I think that maybe the reason we keep losing is we, we keep putting kind of the wrong people in power sort of thing. And and I, th- I think Trump has just gone to this special place <laughs> where he thought he could do no wrong. And man, he was proven, he was proven that right for so many years. And then he just, he just, I, th- I guess we got to a tipping point. Yeah. You know, which is great because if he had gotten, if he just kind of left and just like, you know, everything was calm and there was no tipping point. I don't know if minds would be changed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this, I'd say the silver lining of all of this is minds are changing. I mean, the thing that baffled me was that these kind of people do kind of, uh, people are seduced by the kind of the politics and the rhetoric. Usually they're very charismatic people who are able to kind of, you know, there's a, you have a leader who is real, who is a real kind of, um, uh, I don't know, like lightning rod that attracts those kind of people and fires them up. And Trump did it. But what I find bizarre is he is the weirdest person in the world. I know. I don't know. It's, it's just is this the the fact that like the the Christian right rallied behind him mm-hmm. when he's the least Christian person in the entire world. He's is the definition of unChristian. Um, just that's what I found so weird was that he was the person that I thought it would be someone who would be like a smooth talker that like had all those ideals and was like almost cast perfectly. Look, here's my here's well, my perfect little family, and, and he, I, he I grew was, up in this yeah. small town and all this. Well, it kind of dawned on me today how he was able to, you know, kind of rile people up as much as he did. He didn't need proof for anything he needed need to take action and actually create or do anything or change anything he just needed to constantly sell the future this is what we're going to do this is what's wrong and this is what we're going to do and he does that like a lot of people do that when they want to be elected but he just kept that up yeah and instead of making changes he just kept blaming everybody else <laughs> exactly <laughs> right that's it this is what we're going to do and it's their fault we're not doing it faster that's it that's and it like yeah it's amazing how effective that was i find it bizarre he kind of built like a working class movement and he's someone who hates the working class yeah uh, so my the defining comment for me was when he was sat in the white house watching the capitol hill get stormed yeah, and his comment was that he was disappointed that the people storming the Capitol Hill look very low class. Oh wow, really? Did he yeah, say that? He was like, oh, oh, he's disappointed how unclassy the people were. Uh, I think I think this is very eye opening, and like <laughs> I'm hoping that people will eventually stop talking about Trump once he's gone, because I don't want him to be continued. I don't want, don't want him to be continued. I don't want Well, that's, I mean, I could put a period Trump right there. To. Trump to, oh God. Can you imagine? <clears throat> Escape from Trump Island. So like if the, Fo- uh, let's just do a, uh, so Fox News. Okay. Even N- under- never heard of it. What, never is, heard- what is that? <laughs> you can see how Fox News 
is uh, well, like I don't have to explain how Fox News is detrimental, how it's like no. we know now that it's addictive. Yep. Right. How we know how and why it's addictive. Right. And we know that it's unhealthy. Right. We know that it's unhealthy. We know that it's inaccurate and we know that it's addictive. We can agree on that with Fox News without having to get into why, because it's been around enough that we've kind of figured that out. Right. You see where I'm going with? Yeah. Same with like sugary foods. We know how it's unhealthy. We know how it's addictive. So we'll kind of for the first time. Cocaine. Either, either, you know, it's bad right, exactly. You, but... <laughs> I just I think that like this is the. The first time we've seen politics really pushed to its to, pu, pushed to its pushed edge. To, pu, to, pu. Thank you. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, Jesse. Right? It's so weird. It's so out there, and it's so effective at getting people to pay attention to it, regardless if it's good for you or truthful or not. And and I'm hoping that this will kind of fade off. And if more politicians like him come into the future, we'll be able to recognize it for what it is and kind of ignore it. That's my hope. Yeah. End of rant. End of, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Jesse. See, he does care about politics. I've changed him. So, God damn it. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, Jordan, uh, who uh, is uh, part of the Frequency Podcast Network, uh, he has a show called The Big Story, and he did a great mm-hmm. episode on how our parents used to warn us about the dangers of the internet. And now we actually need to warn our parents about the dangers of the internet. <laughs> oh, I'd like to. Which was a really interesting episode. Is that a recent episode? It was a like recent episode. That's our third shout out to this episode. It is. Oh my God. We're just, we're just a conduit now to other shows. Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's We've been ranting for a long time. I guess we need to, do to get a lot off our chest. It's been I know, a while. It's been a while. Yeah, um, we needed to kind of get back into the, the, we have the a platform. Yeah. Anyway, so, so <laughs> my hope is that people will just learn to listen to one another, you know. <laughs> I don't know it's just too profound for this podcast. <laughs> I just hope we all sit down and talk this through. And we all move on. This is your fault, Reese. This is entirely Jesse's your fault. utopia. Yep. Everyone just talks things through. Cars float. <laughs> I was I was watching, uh, it was actually from The Oatmeal, the, the online comic who is profound in his own right. And he had a, uh, a comic about um, his psychological phenomenon called the backfire effect which i believe is related if not the same thing as cognitive dissonance which is basically what we're talking about here which is if you have a world belief and people uh poke that world belief bubble with facts that go against that you double down and dig your heels in the dirt and say no and believe it even harder no matter what it is you know like if if someone like i'm you know i like i like trudeau i don't to be honest i haven't followed him very much so I don't really know what he's been up to lately. I find him charismatic, and I think he's doing a fairly decent job from what I've been told. But if someone came and told me, like, he, oh, he, he eats he, babies. Well, I mean, see, and that's and that's where I'm getting it. Like, if he's not, if you went with like he stole, he stole some votes, right? I would like that doesn't sound right to me at all. And I would get an an emotional reaction instead of like just kind of think about it and listen about it. And that's that's the backfire effect where we dig our heels in. But I think what happened with Trump with this rally is it went to the baby-eating phase stage, where if someone presented me video evidence of Trudeau physically eating a baby in front of the world, I don't think I'd have any choice but to kind of change my belief. But but even today, though, if you showed me video evidence, I would still go... I guess I'd have to be there. And yeah. watch him in person eat a baby. Like I, that, I was invited I mean, to the Trudeau's like, house. Deep, deep fake technology. Right. It's only yeah. a matter of time before we do get a Trudeau baby eaten. If you video. and I, if you and I invited, you know, Trudeau onto our show, and he's like, you know what, come to our house first. We'll do it at my house, and we fly down and we go to Trudeau's house, 
you know, and he invites us in. <laughs> Right, hey, and he starts I to hope fire. This happens one day. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. And he pokes at the fire, and like, he please take a seat in my luxurious leather chairs. Would you like a drink? <laughs> and like, a butler comes over please and please take hands a us. seat on my lap. Right. <laughs> I don't know. We're not quite there yet, Justin. Right. Let's and we're, the we're drinking something, some brandy. And then he's like, "Would you like some baby? I have some freshly roasted baby on the fire." And he takes this this charred baby off the fire and starts it's gnawing a charred the baby. Oh my god. <laughs> at least it could be put in a bolognese or something. I don't know. <laughs> I thought Jesus I went Christ. too far for you, but it was just the fact that it was charred and not not bolognese. Okay, that's <laughs> it was a baby nase. <laughs> you were you were offended that it it wasn't it was the food was how it was being presented was what your problem you had with that. No, you just you, you went there and I was like I need to go further. <laughs> that's my reaction. So, anyway, initially I was. <laughs> I think we've. Uh, I think this is the end of the episode. Oh, it better be. I know. So um, <laughs> we're back. Um, uh, we're back. This is Yay. our kind of warm up. Get back into it. Let's talk about a major political event. We will be back next week. Uh, we mentioned some of the things mm-hmm. uh, we, we live on. A, we live on a planet. Hey, you remember that? Gerwin Price, there you world go. darts championship champion, who I was in school with. You can Google it if you're interested in darts. And you or, can go to Patrick's. We live on a planet. And who is the third Jordan podcast? Jordan's? Jordan from the Big Story. The big Story. Did what episode? One on. Do you remember what episode it was? Um, no, he does. It's a daily show, so it's probably like three thousand and eighty-two or right. something. Yeah, he's been um, for years um, but to search the big story Decades. and it's a good show uh, how he creates uh, a daily show of such good quality it's like, it's like this show he doesn't sleep it's like this show but but very intelligent and just and daily like, remember <laughs> what fuck at we could only we could only achieve nonsense on a daily basis that's pretty, yeah that's true he achieves and amazingly people listened <laughs> He achieves uh, informed insight and intelligent analysis on a daily basis. Yeah, so, that's not us. Yeah, that's, that's not that's us. That's that's, yeah. Yeah. Thank fine. you so much for listening uh, to episode one of season two of Canadian Politics is Boring. We appreciate the fuck out of you, our listeners. We do. And Absolutely. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. Uh, I mean, we might be, but if we just like, yeah, we got three listeners today. Yeah, and it's been a year. Like, I don't know if we still, we probably would because we like hearing the sounds of our own voices. Yeah. I know Reese does. Big time. Yeah. No, sometimes I just talk to myself in the mirror. Hi, Reese. You're listening to Reese in the mirror. Today we're going to shave, brush our teeth, and maybe have a dump. <laughs> Picture your wife hearing this every morning. Look at the bed. Just rolling your he, eyes. He's doing it again. And that's it. Anyway, I'm going to go now. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, end of episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. <laughs> 